Welcome to the System to Success show. On this show, we'll cover the best growth advice from top CEOs in North America and beyond. On each episode, your host, Jay Crutchfield, he's a former software engineer turned entrepreneur, created and maintained online marketing, online sales, and fulfillment systems for global brands. He offers non-traditional wisdom about business systems mastery, while his guests share the story of how they built their companies. Jay and his guests talk entrepreneurship, digital marketing, strategy, and business principles. But they also talk about what it means to be human with all the ups and downs, advances, and setbacks. And what he does is he takes his information and strategies that has helped catapult global brands and brings that to the small business owner to give them the advantage. Make sure to subscribe and follow for more of these business system mastery principles. Back at it again with part two of personal branding domination strategies. Lethia is at it again. She is the ranked the number eighth in the world on personal branding. So I know she's going to continue to drop more gems. So get your pads out, get your pens out. If you're driving, you may want to pull over again for this and take notes because I know she's going to drop some gems on you on personal branding strategies that can take your personal brand to the next level. So if you are an entrepreneur or even if you are in a corporation, if you're looking to take that personal brand to the next level and be known as that go-to, tune in to this episode. Choose a lane and I had mentors who helped guide me through some questions that helped me to understand that my my passion and interest was around helping people really look at their identity um, and how to package and really monetize who they are, you know, monetizing their message and dominating their market and magnetically attracting their clients. All of those things were birthed out of the passion and, and interest and desire to master personal branding. And so I speak on personal branding in the corporate sector and I speak on personal branding um, with entrepreneurs. Hmm. That's, that's really interesting. Uh, really interesting. Um, first, you're speaking about just you going off of just your, your passion. And I remember at the beginning, you spoke about your insatiable desire, knowledge, and hunger for knowledge and just learning uh, more. So I, I, I see now how you purchase all those books on Amazon on personal branding. <laughs> so, so. So with that, with that, you said you teach on personal branding, both at the corporate side and also for um, personal, for entrepreneurs mm-hmm. as well, too. So can you talk about just some of the differences with the personal branding on the corporate side versus the entrepreneurial side? Yeah. So in my book, um, Your Brand Influence, this book, there are seven E's for building an influential personal brand. And so I walk people through the exploration of, you know, who are you really, right? What is it that you really want to do with your your career? And um, we look at the essence. Now, you know, we talk about who you are. We also have to understand the essence of of who you are. Um, You know, we're, we're looking at things that really help shape how you show up at work every day. Taking a look at how you, um, build on 
you are and what you know and the mastery of your expertise, right? And how eloquently you can communicate your value in the marketplace and then evaluating, you know, the impact that you have in the marketplace. When we go through these various E's, we end up really evaluating our, we end up, you know, really assessing and exploring who we are and then really begin to package who we are in a way that makes us valuable in the marketplace. With the uh, entrepreneurial side, I have the magnetic brand framework, which really goes back to helping you understand how your life's journey and your experiences and expertise can be packaged and monetized to help you build a business. And so we're looking at things like your demographics. Who are your demographics? Who are the people that you're called to work with and to speak to and to, to serve, right? You have to be crystal clear on who that is. Because when I was speaking to everyone, right, um, for example, in the, I, in, uh, on the corporate side, I'm even further niching down because I want to become known as the personal branding expert for IT professionals, not just corporate professionals anymore. I used to really, you know, go after I would be at Boeing one week and the IRS the next week and then, you know, Anheuser-Busch and then Monsanto and I would be at, you know, different companies and different sectors. And that was all great, but... You know, I'm now developing a unique language to speak to how IT professionals are really wired. And so my messaging when I'm speaking to everyone on personal branding is less powerful than when I'm speaking to an IT professional who really may not be all that social, who is just very focused on getting the work done. They love to answer the question why and how, and um, their emails are typically short and to the point and not filled with a lot of fluff. They're not the ones usually walking around the office with a coffee cup. Well, Jay, how are you doing today? You know, they're not going to spend 20 minutes, you know, talking to you about what you did this weekend. You know, now there, there are, I'm generalizing, but there are definitely some people like me who stand out in an IT environment, right? But a lot of people who are coders or analysts, they're pretty, they, they, they have some tendencies that makes it more difficult for them to brand themselves. So my thought is if I can figure out how to help those individuals do that well, guess who's going to become the sought out speaker at IT conferences around the, across the nation? Me, right? So when I get in my inbox, my Google alerts for, um, call for speakers, conferences that are looking for speakers, 90% of them are IT conferences. So I'm like, it only makes sense. I have an IT background. I love IT professionals. Why not become the branding you know, connoisseur in the IT space? So now when I send an email out and I can use words like, you know, iterative development, I can use words like, you know, um, IT and, um, um, object oriented, you know, like give examples and use analogies that are pulled from things that they would relate to and understand, you know? And so that is turning out to be a lot of fun. I'm still in the process of shifting that as well. Everything should be done by the end of this year. Um, but I'm really excited. Like my 2019 is going to be, um, I think really amazing. I've done my Ted talk. Um, that's going to be used to market my corporate speaking. I have my new book, um, a revised version of my book, Your Brand Influence, and um, working on some new stuff um, to be able to offer them. Um, and I, I just want to do that a couple of, maybe once a month, go out and speak to the corporate sector, but spend most of my time focusing on the um, faith-based uh, community 
of entrepreneurs. Okay. Uh, so you, as you, as you spoke some of those techie words, you know, my antennas was up, were up in the air <laughs> relating to some of those words too. So yeah, object oriented, iterative development. Yeah. So I, I, I hear mm -hmm. you. I hear you. And I, mm -hmm. I can confess, yeah, I know a lot of software IT folks that are straight. <laughs> They're not really social as well. So That's I hear right. you. There. Yes. Right. Uh, and they need help with personal branding. You know, right. they, they're trying to figure out like, how do I do this and do this well? How do I how do I navigate the organization and manage my own career and not depend on someone else to do that? How do I build a brand so that the organizational leaders know my value, right? And they, they need help with that. And I'm excited to be the one to, to help them. Wow. Yeah, that's really interesting. Uh, definitely have to talk some more to you about that uh, later on. <laughs> okay, okay. Wow. Uh, so also, so, so Lethia, you know, how, how would um, just a, a beginning speaker that, um, you know, they, they're used to, you know, going out and doing a lot of different free speeches, how do they start to, or what questions do they ask themselves to help them to narrow down on a niche to focus on? Yeah, I think it goes back to what do they either have a mastery level knowledge of and a passion for, right? And when they look at those areas, then they have to ask, okay, of the things that I'm passionate about and have a mastery level um, knowledge base on what is the market interested in. And if they can look at those three things and find the intersection, they'll find the sweet spot that will allow them to basically have a lucrative career um, as a professional speaker. I'm a CSP, Certified Speaking Professional. It's the highest earned designation that you can um, receive as part of the National Speakers Association. And um, that just basically sets the bar and it says to the world, hey, this person is a full-time professional speaker. They've earned, you know, you have to prove you've earned over a quarter of a million dollars in revenue. You have to um, present a video that your peers will review and grade. And so you have to hit a certain grade and they will reach out to 20 randomly, 20 of the clients that you put on this long list of people that you've worked with, they'll randomly just pick 20 clients and you have to score a certain level um, from their feedback. And these may be people that you spoke to like one time back in 1992, um, I mean 1922, right? And you're like, oh my God, I hope they even remember me, you know? But, um, but as a CSP, it just shows that, you know, I've demonstrated certain qualities accomplishments and qualities of a professional speaker but I think if a person can really look at mastery if they could really look at their passion and then what the market is interested in they'll find their sweet spot as it relates to um, speaking okay so making sure they have the, the mastery part becoming an expert um, and know exactly where, where the market is going and what the market is looking for and then have right. a passion about what they're doing. <laughs> I mean, I had a woman who told me she had a passion, you know, um, around her dog. And I was like, okay, um, okay. And so what do you, what do you, what do you really know how to do well? Well, I love making art. I don't know how many people are paying $5,000, $10,000 to have a speaker come and speak about dog art, right? <laughs> so I was like, huh. So 
the more we dug and the more we, you know, um, connected, we discovered that although she has a passion for making art, like she would make art that goes on dog collars and things of that nature. She also had um, some knowledge around um, not just like training your dog, but how to select a dog that is perfect for your family, right? And so while she probably won't get paid $5,000 to go in to speak, she is speaking now um, at, you know, the hundred to $500, which for what she's doing, she's retired, you know, to get $500 every time she gets to go out and talk about her dogs and what she loves to do. That's great for her. So she gets three gigs a month, four gigs a month. That's four, that's $2,000 for her. For her, she's like, it's raining money, right? That's what she feels. Um, but, you know, depending upon what your, your, your target is, who your target is, and what your topic is, that will also dictate the fee that you can charge as well. Okay. Yeah, that, that makes sense. So I, I know um, I, I've, I've watched, um, watched you online for some time as well, too. And I, I see you have uh, just different things that... Um, ways and strategies that you go about even promoting products and events and things like that. So what, as mm -hmm. a, as a, a new speaker, aspiring speaker, what's, what's some, uh, as you mentioned, some baby steps that a person can take after they, they feel they have some mastery about some things, but, and they want to start to promote themselves online as an expert. Yeah, so I really think that they need to make sure their brand is rock solid because you can't promote, if you promote and your brand's not rock solid, you're just promoting noise, right? Um, and you also have to have a system where you can monetize the attraction. So if you're out there and you're saying something that's really powerful, but you don't have a way to monetize and or um, um, bring people into your sales cycle, then you're out there promoting with no way to make money, right? So it's important that you have a powerful brand um, and, and those really are the steps in my system. You know, to think like a game changer, you have to have the audacity to really go after what you want. And then you, you have to brand your brilliance, really package it. And I have an event coming up in September um, um, called Brand Your Brilliance, where uh, three days and basically walk people framework and will walk through their, their what, their why, their brand story story, their divine client, and name them, there's their, their keywords for their brand, their brand archetypes, and we finish it off with something that's extremely important, which is their signature system. So I think people, organizations that hire me anyway, they're no longer really booking speakers. They're looking for experts who speak and who coach or who write books, right? They're looking for an expert to hire to come in, not just a speaker. And so if you have a signature system, like I have the seven E's of building an influential personal brand, that is a signature system that I can speak on it. If they want to be a coach, I could coach someone on it. If I, I wrote a book on it, right? So whether it's a book, writing, whether it's coaching or whether it's speaking, I have a system that I can go in and talk about and teach that is proprietary. On the entrepreneurial side, I have my four-step process, my game changer um, process, which is think like a game changer, brand your brilliance, monetize your message, and dominate your market. So we build out their signature system so that they know, hey, you know, these look like as a speaker on the entrepreneurial side, I don't care who you are, if you book me to speak, you're gonna get one of those four topics 
or all four, right? I'm either going to speak on the mindset of a game changer, I'm going to speak on branding your brilliance, or monetizing your message, or dominating your market. That's all I speak on, right? That's because I'm a master at that. And so I don't have to now focus on trying to learn all these other things that are in my lane. I just focus on, I go to classes, I go to conferences, I read, I study in my lane so I can keep my mastery level status. And so we help our clients really figure out what is their signature system. And um, that probably is one of the most affordable programs that I have and one of the most powerful because there's also time for masterminding. There's also time for reflection and prayer and um, for them to do the work while they're there. So they don't leave, which is all this learning. They actually leave having worked through the process and recorded their brand. You know, they branded their brilliance while they're there. So um, um, I think it's important for people to kind of understand that signature system when they're looking at really building a speaking or coaching practice because you want to be able to speak a specific language, know your keywords, your brand keywords, what is your language, what are the words you use, and how you say things that make people recognize you in the marketplace, where people, you know, say, oh my God, if I said, you got to be hungry, if I said that, people are going to say, oh, she know Les Brown, right? They're not going to say, oh, Lethea, that was cool. They're going to say, girl, you know Les Brown, because Les Brown's known for that. If I said, you know, I've only got a minute, only 60 seconds in it, forced upon me, can't refuse it, didn't seek it, didn't choose it, but it is up to me to use it. I must suffer if I lose it, give account if I abuse it, just a tiny little minute, but an eternity is in it. If I say that, guess what? People aren't really thinking about the author of the poem. They're thinking, you know, Willie Jolly. That's how Willie Jolly starts all his speaking engagements, right? So Willie Jolly and Les Brown have so masterfully identified words that are associated with their brand so that when people hear those words or phrases, they immediately think of them, right? Um, shift, baby shift. That's Simon T. Bailey, right? So my clients, I teach them, develop a language that when you use it, like, you know, I greet my, my tribe as beloved, you know, hi, beloved, you know, goodbye, beloved. See you, see you next time, beloved. You know, what's going on, beloved? They are my beloveds because I am called to serve them. Right. And they are game changers and beloved are the two phrases I use for my tribe. So, you know, I'm developing my own unique language that the market will, will, as I keep using it, will begin to identify with me. And people will say, oh, if you if you say be who you are on purpose and without apology, you probably know Lethia Owens because they would have heard me say it. If you hear somebody saying your clients have been predestined to work with you before the foundation of the world was ever created, that's me. Somebody else may say it, but they're copying what I said because that's me, right? So, um, so yeah, I think it's important for people to have you know their signature system, their branded keywords, and that whole brand uh, framework, that magnetic branding framework that I talked about. Hmm. Wow. So on that on that note too. Um, just, just so folks know and understand just uh, the definition, your definition, what is your definition of branding? Mm. So basically your brand is made up of the thoughts, the feelings, and the ideas that people hold in their mind and their heart about who you are. So it, it's basically it's the characteristics that they identify with you, right? And if, if they understand those characteristics and they become, they become acquainted with, um, with you and those characteristics, 
if they're in alignment with how that person thinks, feels, or with their belief system, then there's going to become a, an attraction to you. They're going to have an affinity towards you. And um, it's easier to influence people to take the next step in action to buy or to enroll or to share or to, you know, read a blog post or whatever your call to action is. It's easier to get people to take the call to action or to take the action when they have an affinity with you. So branding really is about creating or holding equity in someone's mind and heart um, so that they really become connected to and attracted to and in some cases loyal to your brand. Like I am an Apple girl ride or die. Even though there's been some challenges with some of the products um, in the last few years, I'm still an Apple girl ride or die. I have a MacBook Pro, I have an iMac, I have an iPhone, I have an iPod somewhere around here, I have an iPad, or I have an iEverything, I have an Apple TV. So I'm really a, a, a true and true diehard ride or die Apple Apple girl because I so identify with that brand. The sleekness and the, how smart their devices are. The fact that, you know, if, if, if I trip on my, my cord, it doesn't yank my computer onto the floor. It magnetically just disconnects, right? Because there's a magnet that, that attaches my power cord to my computer, not a socket that could force my computer to fall off the table if I were to kick my cord. Little stuff like that matters to me. It means a lot to me. And I love how they think because it's so in alignment with how I think and who I am. And so when you share who you are authentically and when you're vulnerable to a love to at an appropriate level with the people that you are connecting with in the marketplace, it will create an attraction and a magnetism that um, will allow you to influence them and to help change their lives through the work that you do. And um, so, so that's why it's really important to me that people have a strong and powerful magnetic brand. Oh, you, you spoke about uh, one of the brands that really has your heart, Apple, and uh, how they must be incorporating what you mentioned, having that rock solid brand. So what's, what's some of the, I guess, the things that, um, or tips, or things that stand out in your mind about brands that are rock solid? Um, brands that are rock solid, they know who they are. Like, I mean, they, they aren't trying to be someone else. They know exactly who they are. Um, Volvo is not trying to be a Porsche. Volvo is focused on safety and they're trying to be the best at that, that niche. Right. And um, so I think it's important for people to know who they really are as a brand. Um, I think also strong brands, um, are always testing the waters to make sure that they're relevant, that, that their message still is um, um, relatable and or desirable to the market, in, in the marketplace. And I also think that um, strong brands are audacious and that they are willing to do what no one else is willing to do. You know, Steve Jobs says, he calls it um, um, the foolish ones, right? Um, I call it being insanely, insanely inspired, meaning that you're so inspired that your friends think your ideas are crazy and, and just insane, right? But to be so committed to your belief of, of what you're doing that to other people it sounds crazy, it sounds, you know, insane. 
Um, I remember, you know, being a high school dropout, I told my mother and my family that I wanted to start a business when I was um, 18. And they were like, look, you finally got a, you got a scholarship to go to college. Nobody expects you to go to college, but you just sit down somewhere and stop trying to do too much. And me speaking of owning a business when we lived in the hood and we could barely afford to pay attention was just nonsense. Like my family could not understand and fathom what I was talking about. But a year later, my mother was making a hundred dollars an hour blowing up balloons. Um, I hired her for one of my gigs at, at Procter and Gamble and she's like, Ooh, honey, I'm so glad you didn't listen to me. Oh, I'm so proud of you. Right. Um, but initially I couldn't, after I realized that my mother couldn't see my vision and hold it and hold space for me, I had to stop talking to her about what my dream and my vision was because to her it sounded insane. And, um, and sometimes it does, but even if it does, we have to be true to who we really are and what we feel like we're called to do and what we're put on this earth to do. And we have seasons, realize like the things that I did and the businesses I had back then aren't the businesses that I have today. I believe that those were preparing me for where I am today. I believe that what I'm doing today is the very reason why I was giving, given breath and life. This is the purpose for which I was created. Those other businesses that I did and the other things I did, those were preparatory you know, businesses. Those businesses and those stages prepared me for this moment. But this very moment is the moment for which I was created. So all of the things that you've gone through, experiences, life experiences, business experiences, prepared you for, for now, the here and now. And so with, with that, um, as you as you gained this experience, you saw some things that that didn't work, and and things that did work as far as uh, relates to uh, marketing and, and branding online. And so, could you talk about uh, some of the things that that you see out there? Is even with uh, just different systems that uh, people are using out there that may not be working um, for them, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a hard question because I don't focus a lot on what's not working. <laughs> um, but what I will say is I'll just take a content management system. Um, it's important. I, it's hard for me to focus on what's not working, but I'll say it this way. It's important to make sure your system allows for tagging because a lot of systems that people are using don't allow you to tag customers and contacts they just have you create multiple lists that's an old way of thinking about managing your contacts you know um, you want to look at an, a, a contact in your database let's see and and think of each important characteristic or note that you want to save um, about them for example this person may have come onto your list through an event. So they may have an event tag called Brand Your Brilliance event. And then that person may have expressed interest in um, learning more about market domination because they downloaded a free offer that you had, a free lead magnet that you had focused on um, 
um, marketing and dominating your market. So now they got the tag dominate your market and brand your brilliance event, right? So now you can do searches and say, I want to see everybody in my system that's come to an event and you look for that tag and then everyone in your system who's been to an event um, or that particular event, you can bring them back in a report and start making intelligent decisions about how to connect with them and how to engage with them because you know that that person attended an event. So now you can send an email that says something like, um, you know, it's funny how life happens after you attend an event and you're really crystal clear on what you're going to do to shift your business and then you get back home and life happens. Well, if I just send that out to everybody on my list, I, I can't say something that's specific because not everybody on my list has been to my event, right? So it's important to make sure you're using a, um, a, a system for managing your contacts and your email marketing that allows you to tag people. So I'll say that. That's probably one of the, the most, um, that's something important that I think that people should look at. And I think people should, uh, on social media, you know, you, you, it's gone are the days where you can just push, 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 push. Um, um, buy my, buy my this, buy my that. You know, social media really is about being social, and people who make connections and build relationships do far better than people who are hawking their wares. So I just encourage people not to focus so much on trying to sell on social media, but try to connect with people. And the people that you connect with, if there is um, resonance between the two of you, they will then sign up on your list. They'll find they'll find out how to you know if you're making it easy, they'll find out how to how to become a, a, a subscriber um, to your YouTube channel or your um, your newsletter or you know or your, or your email system um, because they value what it is that you have to offer. I I think gone are the days where you have a large list but few engaged people. I'd much rather have a 2,000 person list or 5,000 person list instead of a 20,000 person list when the 20,000 people really aren't paying attention to what I'm saying or doing. And so I think that that's more important. And so placing more emphasis on building a quality list than a large list, I think is, a, is a, the way to do it. Uh, that makes sense. That makes sense, especially when you spoke about uh, just some of the integrated ways some of these systems out there, CRM systems, are still making you create multiple lists, duplicate contacts. And so it sounds like uh, you're saying the best way is to make sure that you basically have descriptions for people to be able to identify them uh, easily and searchably um, for how they came about, how you guys connected through once right. multiple times. So. so I have a list of my corporate contacts and then in that, are they a leader or they're a non-leader, right? So if I'm trying to get you to book me to come speak at your event or and, and to, and to come into your company, I'm not going to send a non-leader that email because they probably don't have the authority to write a check to bring me in. But if they're a leader, they may have influence, either they have the authority or influence with an authoritative person to write a check to bring me in to speak. Okay. Yeah, that, that really makes sense. Makes sense. Well, Lee, this, is, this has been a fun time getting to talk to you more just about yeah. you know, all your, your experiences and, you know, uh, all those great stories and the Walkman stories of you listening to all the suffixes and the prefixes of words. So <laughs> thank you for sharing that with yeah. us. 
Uh, so definitely a fun time. Now, now, Lethia, for those that want to connect with you and find out more about your resources, where can they go? Um, they can always go to lethiaowens.com to learn more about my me and what I'm doing. But also, I want to let your audience know about the brand your brilliance live.com um, website. That's where people who are interested in branding, learning how to really build a, a magnetic brand, they can go there and learn more about um, working with me and um, building out their brand. Okay, great, great. So make sure you go to Alethea's uh, website and especially on the brandyourbrilliance.com. Uh, so Brand Your Brilliance Live. Brand Your Brilliance Live, thank you for that, dot com. So make sure that you learn about being able to magnetize the people that you desire and be the unique, authentic you to attract the people that you're desiring. So, Lethia, thank you again so much for, for being a part of this and really enjoyed the conversation with you. Wonderful. My pleasure. Thank you for allowing me to share with your community. Yes. Awesome. Well, you have a fantastic day. Thank you, Lethia. All right. No problem. Thank you. Bye-bye.